Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. God is healing and moving and restoring and activating and loving and like, wasn't that a beautiful time of God just loving on hearts, the end of worship right there and restoring people to the first love, come on, thank you Jesus, we already got a report of someone giving their life to Jesus online watching the stream, come on, and more of that's going to come in. You guys have to learn how to get excited about the things that we're supposed to be excited about. Someone gave their life to Jesus watching the stream. Come on, that is the greatest miracle right there, amen? And uh, wow, we had a powerful time last night. Ben Waite, our young adults pastor, brought the word of the Lord and uh, the Holy Spirit just came so beautifully. And he said, you have permission to get healed at any moment. And he said, if you get healed, uh, even while I'm speaking, you just had permission to interrupt me. And he didn't get five minutes into his message. I mean, he barely got that statement out of his mouth. And someone stood up and said, I was healed during the offering. Come on. <clears throat> you, know, you know God's at hand if people are getting healed during the offering. And, uh, <laughs> and then another person popped up, and he had five, five interruptions, and he hadn't even got through more than a couple lines of his message, and it, was, and it just kept going. It was, it was beautiful and, and powerful, <clears throat> and God's on the move, and that, that type of stuff uh, happens where there are surrendered hearts, where people are in love with Jesus, where a community is given to his presence. And where the Holy Spirit is welcome. And, uh, and I, I'm madly in love with the Holy Spirit. And I just, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit this morning. <clears throat> I want to talk about Holy Spirit. The message is entitled, Holy Spirit, the Difference Maker. <laughs> and he makes the difference. <clears throat> Under the banner of Jesus, it all starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Amen? But guess who sent the Holy Spirit? <laughs> oh, it wasn't a trick question. Jesus. <laughs> I'm getting my message. But listen, I feel like there's, there's a beautiful uh, impartation on today's message for increase in uh, relationship, activation, in the beauty of God, the power of God, all those things. I want Tim, this is Tim Austin. I want Tim to come up quickly. It, it, he might need assistance for that part of it. <clears throat> I want Tim to, <clears throat> Tim to share. Uh, he received an upgrade uh, recently that I believe is a testimony for what God genuinely wants to do in some others' uh, lives, uh, many people uh, this morning. So, Tim, why don't you share what happened to you not that long ago? Um, got it. More, more power. Back in, what, what was it, June we went to Wichita? I believe it was June. Okay, in June... Joaquin took a group of us to Wichita. It was it was a for, for me it was a pivotal 
trip. Um, I've been in revival a long time, and in revival cultures a long time. But there was a moment in this trip where everything changed for me, and it was almost like I went from not being saved to getting saved to getting born again, you know? But that wasn't really the reality. But it was almost like what was before and what was after was so different, it was like getting saved all over again. So, um, and, I, and I really don't have vocabulary to do it justice to you guys, but it was, the, the whole trip was like jumping into a fast-moving, fast-current river of the prophetic, and I'd never been around anything like that, and I just jumped in, and then it was like, oh, yeah, I can prophesy over one different person every 10 minutes, no problem. I'd never done that before. <laughs> so, um, all, all you had to do was basically say yes and jump in, and then, it, you know, you were in the flow, and, um, and it just happened. But there was a pivotal moment in time where, before Joaquin was speaking, we surrounded him. The team that he, we, he, he took surrounded him, and he was getting wrecked, and we were getting wrecked, and we were laying hands on him and praying for the next time he was speaking. And there was one moment in there where it was like a nuclear explosion went off, and it was like a big mushroom cloud went up. And I loved Joaquin before that moment, but during that moment, my love for him like increased by like 100 billion times. And I didn't know that was available. And then it was, it was like shockwaves went out to the rest of my life, and everything just kind of changed. So... And, and, and God took me into a vision and showed me, you know, some of the things that were happening between him and I and, and the group and the kingdom. And I really don't want to share that, but it, it was just powerful. And then you had, it, it, it transferred with you. It it tra came, and then for weeks, and it hasn't really stopped. No, the, no, the it came home week, with it, me, and, and, and I'll be driving down the road, and this just explosion will happen in the car. And, and I'll be, my, I, you know, one time I was sitting on my bed minding my own business and Holy Spirit came in the room and pushed my tears button and my tears just went on full blast, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of an email from work, for work. And, and I go from laughing to crying to laughing to crying and I pick up the phone and call somebody and they slide out of their chair, hit the floor, they're drunk for the rest of the day. So it was just amazing. <laughs> Come on. Thank you. You take that. Thank you. <clears throat> Come on, there's upgrades available. How many people love God? They love God with their whole heart. And I mean, God is, is breathing on us. He's, he's calling us uh, to take ground and, and to be fearless and, and to move in his love and his awe and his wonder and so that all the world can come to know him. And uh, I, I spoke about last night and how wonderful that was. And we have uh, uh, some members, friends here. Uh, they lived out in Kyle, and they had a. Uh, they invited their neighbor to church, and their neighbor came to church last night, got healed of uh, internal stuff, uh, emotional stuff, and gave their life to Jesus last night. And God's God's on the move, but. When we say that we love God, how many people know that God is three persons in one? That God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> say Father, Son, Holy Spirit. 
that God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, and that we, when we say we love God, we are saying that we love the Father. We're saying that we love the Son. And we're also saying that we love the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and how many people know that you have permission to love the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is as much a part of the Godhead as the Father and the Son. And I just want to uh, dismantle something a little bit that is that is you know crept into the church uh, is that you know it's easy to love the Father. We feel like we have permission to love the Father and worship the Father, and we feel like we have permission to love Jesus, worship the Jesus, worship Jesus. But when it comes to Holy Spirit. <laughs> Worship Jesus. <laughs> when it comes to Holy Spirit, there's a hesitation. Like, oh, 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 I don't know what to do with that. But he's part of the Godhead. And that not only do we have permission to love Holy Spirit, but we have permission to worship Holy Spirit. Because he's part of the Godhead. And I said it already. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for through me. How many people believe that's true? It should be everyone. It's in your Bible. <laughs> that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And that, that, is, that is the foundation. It's the bedrock of our faith that we can't come to the Father except through Jesus. But in coming to the Father, we really are coming to the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. But it's getting quiet already, see? <laughs> that, that the three are one. That Jesus is the one who sends the Holy Spirit. But how many people know that because the Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are one, that if you give worship to Holy Spirit, it's not, let me put it this way, it's not dishonoring to give worship to Holy Spirit because they're one. That you don't, that you don't giving worship to Holy Spirit, adoring Holy Spirit, loving Holy Spirit doesn't take away from the Father or the Son because they're one. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, uh, we, love, we love Chris sitting on the front row here, and Chris is an amazing father, amazing husband, amazing leader, uh, co-worker. He's all of these things. But if I say, Chris, you're an amazing father, no one's going, why did you dishonor him as a husband? No, by honoring that point, it, the, the whole man, the whole person is being edified. Whoa. That the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead, but not only is Holy Spirit part of the Godhead, Holy Spirit has a unique function in this in this beautiful this beautiful romance, this walk of Christendom that we are in. How many people know that God, the Father, spoke and the world, the universe, the world was created? None of these are trick questions. These are, <laughs> these are slow pitch, right? God spoke and the world was created. And that, and that 
the father, obviously, sin enters the equation in the garden, and mankind is separated from the fullness of their relationship with the father. But how many people know that the father wants his children back? Those who are created in his image, that he, that he longs for a reconciliation, restoration. So the Father sends Jesus. We're tracking, right? 101. The Father sends Jesus, and Jesus comes to the earth, and he lives a sinless life, and he dies on the cross for our behalf so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. Beautiful. But... But the story doesn't end there. You can't go on from there without, without the cross, amen? But Jesus then, in return, he sends the Holy Spirit. And I want you to picture the Father creates everything, then he sends Jesus, and then Jesus sends the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has a, a particular function and role in the Godhead. And I want to tell this story, I, I'm going to move, I'm going to dive into the Word, but I want to tell this story. Uh, Jesse Duplantis, amazing man of God, um, he, uh, he has a testimony, and you can find it, you can look it up. Um, it's called Encounters of the God Kind. He, he tells this story where he was taken into heaven for six hours, and he was, he was ministering at a conference somewhere at church and uh, he was in his hotel room and he knelt down next to his bed to pray for the the service that he was going to go be speaking in and he knelt down next to his bed to pray but he, he was sucked out of his body and taken into heaven and he was gone for six hours and he came back he was he came back to hear a knocking on the door and he thought he had, all, he had all afternoon. He was going to pray for a while. He was going to read. Then he was going to have dinner. And he was going to get ready for the meeting. You know, he, you know, prep all afternoon and get ready for the... Well, he wakes up to hear the knocking at the door. The people are there to pick him up to drive him to the meeting. He'd just been in heaven for six hours. He shows up at the meeting. He walks in. The people who pick him up, he gets in the car with them, and they just start crying. Because Jesse didn't get in the car alone. They just start weeping. No words are spoken. Jesse's in a, he's stunned from his experience. No words are spoken. They drive to the church. No words spoken. They walk in the door. The entire auditorium tur- turns around. Watch him walk in the room because he's glowing. He's radiant with glory. He gets up, the, the pa- everything stops. The pastor just motions for him to come to the front. He gets up, he opens his mouth to speak, and the whole place goes out in the spirit. It's his story, but here's what happened in the, in the encounter. He's, he's taken up into heaven, and he's gone for six hours, and it's a long, a long story, beautiful, beautiful story. It's worth, it's worth looking up. But the apex of the story is he ends up in, uh, in the throne room, with Jesus and the Father, and the glory is so thick. The radiant glory coming off of the Father is so intense that he's on his face, and he can't, he can't hardly look up, and he's trying, he's straining to see, and he can see Jesus, and this is Jesse's story, but you can see Jesus, it's kind of like, as Jesus is moving, he's moving in and out of the Father. And they're one, but they're separate, but they're one. And he's just, he's just seamlessly moving in and out of the Father. 
And finally, the Jesus approaches Jesse and touches him and strengthens him. And, 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 and he can't stand, but he kind of, he can look up more. And he, I think he says he's like on his knees. And, and the, first, the only thing Jesse can think to ask, because he's just been, he's been gazing at Jesus and the Father this whole time. And the first thing Jesse thinks to ask Jesus, he says, Jesus, this is so wonderful, it's so amazing, it's so beautiful, it's incredible, and you're here, and the Father's here, and this is incredible, but Jesus, where's the Holy Spirit? And Jesus, in a kind, in a kind, compassionate <laughs> voice says, oh, oh, Jesse, he's on the earth. As though, Jesse, you're, why were you looking for him here? That's not his assignment. He's on the earth because he's the part of the Godhead who's been sent by the Father and the Son to live inside of us and to activate us and to build us up and to teach us all things and to empower us and breathe life into us and remind us of what Jesus has said. The Holy Spirit is on the earth. And not just anywhere on the earth, he's in the bride. And not just in any part of the bride, he's in you. And he's ready to breathe in you, and he's ready to increase his relationship with you, and he's ready to, to use you. He just needs you to invite him in a greater way. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of holiness. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of holiness. Open your Bibles to, to John 16. Thank you, Father. And Jesus, we're going to start here. Jesus, imagine that Jesus is walking on the earth as he did, but imagine that you're one of the disciples. They got to walk with Jesus for three years. You're watching him uh, multiply bread. You're watching him heal the sick. You're watching him raise the dead. You're watching him walk on water. We're talking about Jesus, right? You're camping out with him under the stars, right? You're, you're hanging out with Jesus. And Jesus is getting ready to go home to the Father. And Jesus in John 16, verse 5, says this. He says, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. And when he has come, who? The helper, the Holy Spirit. He will convince the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Who's doing all this? The Holy Spirit. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but, I, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Someone say all truth. 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he, the Holy Spirit, will take of mine and declare it to you. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> the, where's the Holy Spirit? He's on the earth. Where's the Holy Spirit? He's in this room right now. Where's the Holy Spirit? He's inside of you. But we, as believers, have, have not only permission, but we have an assignment to fall in love with the Holy Spirit. Because how many people want more of the kingdom? How many people want to see more breakthrough in your life? How many people want to see Jesus glorified? Do you know, all those things are the role of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness. In Acts chapter 2, it's a beautiful story that Jesus has... He's gone to the cross. He was resurrected three days later. Uh, he speaks some promises to them before he ascends to the Father. We're going to jump into that. But after all this, the disciples are gathered together, 100, about 120, the Bible says, in one accord. And they're waiting because Jesus told them to wait. And the Spirit of God comes in the room. Acts 2, verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the story goes on that they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then together, the 120, they, they come out of the upper room filled now with the Spirit of God. And they begin to preach and declare the things of God boldly. And 3,000 men, not including women and children, are added to the church. At that moment, and from that moment, it never stops. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Here's something beautiful. I was hanging out with our friend Richie Seltzer the other day. Most of you know Richie, and we're talking about this, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holiness. But he said something profound that I was like, so true, that they were baptized with in holiness. And yes, the Bible says that flames appeared above their head, but the flame was just the evidence of what was burning inside. They were, they were baptized with holiness. <laughs> and, and you light a wood on fire, the wood is burning, but the flames come up above the wood. They were on fire, but you saw the flames. <laughs> Doesn't the Bible say that out of the heart the mouth speaks? In the moment they were baptized in holiness, they begin to speak in heavenly language. They were experiencing a new reality, a new romance. 
in Jesus. Thank you, Father. That, that the, let me ask you this. When, when, was, when was the new covenant? When was, it, when was it consummated? When did it, when did it come to pass, fruition, the new covenant? When Jesus was born, the covenant, the, the, the promise of the covenant bringer came into the world. But at that moment, no one had yet experienced salvation. That when, how about when Jesus died on the cross? The power of sin was broken. How about when he was resurrected? He took all the captivity captive. But the moment that it, that the baton, the torch was passed, that it was consummated, all of the promise that Jesus created was in that moment in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit descended. The promise became real. I want to read about what Jesus said to them before, just before he descends. Turn to Luke 24. In a few minutes, we're going we're gonna to pray and we're going to ask Holy Spirit just to impart his love and his grace and to increase his relationship to you in a greater way. And the, the, the story here in Luke 24, it's, it carries the story of the road to Emmaus where Jesus, after his death and his resurrection, he appears to two disciples walking down the road and they didn't first recognize him, but he's talking with them and they invite him in to eat with him. And it says that the moment that they broke the bread that he was revealed to them, they recognized that they had been with Jesus the whole time. But it was in the breaking of the bread that he was revealed. And then after they realized who they'd been with, they run to tell the others. And then picking up in, in verse uh, 44 of Luke 24, then he said to them, this is Jesus, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Now here it is. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. How many people think that the last things that Jesus spoke to you are kind of important things? In his resurrected form, Jesus says, he opens up their understanding of the scriptures, and he says, yep. Now you're starting to understand all these things had to happen, and here's, here's the exclamation point at the end, Terry in Jerusalem. We just read Acts 2. Where did the upper room happen? None of these are trick questions. In Jerusalem. Terry in Jerusalem. Until the promise. Someone say promise. 
until the promise of the Father has come upon you. And you are endued with power from on high. Thank you, Jesus. Turn back to Acts. I know we're all over the, the Bible, but how many people love the word? Turn back to Acts. So we read Acts 2. This is Acts 1, preceding the upper room moment. And in Acts 1, verse 4, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem again, but wait for the promise of the Father. Someone say promise. The promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. Now listen, I want to pause there. <laughs> Jesus, is, Jesus is about to depart. He's, he's making the, the most important statements. He's like, this is what I want you to get before I leave. They still don't understand, and they start asking questions that are for another time. They start asking about something that Jesus isn't talking about. Listen, they're like, are, when are you coming to restore? Like, they're still, that's the last question out of the old mindset. I don't think we got that. It, it, in Jewish principle and studying uh, the, the Old Testament, the Torah for generations, they were expecting a king, uh, a savior to come back and set up shop immediately and rule and reign and cast out the Romans and, and restore glory to Israel in the physical straight away. And they're still, they're still wrestling with this transition and that's the last question of an old mindset. They asked the question, but look at Jesus' answer. He essentially, he said, it's not for you to know the times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. That's, he's saying, pause that. Now let's get back to what I want to talk about. But you shall, listen, what is the answer? But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We have a good father. We have a good savior. And we have a good Holy Spirit. He's a good God. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> the, 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 Jesus, <clears throat> he said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Could you imagine that you're a disciple, you're hanging out with Jesus for three years, following him around, camping with him, feeding multitudes with him, like you're in the boat when he walks on the, the water, you're in the boat when he calms the storm, like you're a disciple of Jesus. Like, can you imagine anything better than being hip to hip with Jesus? <laughs> anything better, like, Jesus, where you go, I go. Like, whatever you do, I'm doing it. I'm following you wherever you go, right? That's what his disciples were telling him. Where you go, I go. And, but Jesus gets to his point where he says, yeah, as amazing as you think this is, something better is coming. 
It's to your advantage that I go. What can be better than being hip to hip with Jesus? I tell you what's better, spirit to spirit. <laughs> Do you know what's better than having Jesus next to you? Having him in you. <laughs> I, when he says, I will never depart from you, guess what? He wasn't talking about his physical form. But he didn't depart because he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell in us and be with us and to remind us of all things. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I'm starting to get myself excited. <clears throat> in, John, in John, You don't have to turn there. I'll just read. In John 14, uh, verse 26, uh, uh, sorry, starting in verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while, while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, who's sending him? The Father. Who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Thank you, Jesus. That Jesus, the Father and Jesus have a clear plan. That Jesus, the Father created everything, but then the sin came into the equation, unfortunately, and ripped, uh, 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 ripped a, a divide between God and his creation, his children. But he had a redemption plan, and the plan was Jesus. And Jesus came and lived his life and did his plan perfectly, and Jesus is still interceding for us with the Father. He still hears us when we pray. He still uh, it fills our heart. He still, Jesus is still active. But Jesus says that the next stage of the plan is that I'm going to go back to the Father, but don't worry, I've got something better for you. I'm going to fill you with, listen, with, he, he is saying, I'm going to fill you with my Holy Spirit. I'm not going to be next to you any longer. I'm going to be in you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> whatever, you, whatever you need, increase in the kingdom. Wherever, whatever growth area you need in the kingdom, Holy Spirit is the activator of it. Whatever it is. Do you need to grow in, holy, in holiness? Holy Spirit is the answer. <laughs> Do you need to grow in wisdom? Holy Spirit is the answer. And you need to grow in power. Holy Spirit's the answer. You want to grow in the prophetic. Holy Spirit's the answer. You want to grow in ministering reconciliation. Holy Spirit is the answer. That whatever area you want to grow in the kingdom, you want more influence in the workplace. Holy Spirit is the answer. <laughs> that we have the mind of Christ, but what avenue do we have the mind of Christ through? The Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You can't ask for more of the Holy Spirit without getting more of Jesus and more of the Father because they're one. Now, I want us to revisit the language. Can I have the ministry team start to come back up, please? I want us to revisit the language. He says, Terry in Jerusalem. Wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. And he said, 
He says, wait for the promise of the Father. Someone say, promise. And that he gives the gift. Thank you, Ember. You're a burning one. He gives the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who ask. The last thing I would say is that sometimes I think in the body of Christ, we think we need to, we need to take things in the kingdom. That we need to wrestle things out of the kingdom. That we need to earn it through our works, our labor, our effort. That we need to press, break through, scrape. We need to wrestle. I need to go and get it. I need to take it. And this is mine. And let go until I get it. But listen, how many people know that's not how you receive a gift? If you have a gift, if you bring, if you bring a gift to give to someone and they respond like that, that's how a wild animal acts. You're like, what are you doing? I'm trying to give this to you. <laughs> but we forget that it's a promise. And we forget that it's a gift. And we think we have to take what he's trying to give us. <laughs> are we supposed to come as thieves in the night? Or are we supposed to come as friends? And lovers. <laughs> Ember is on it to, today. Listen, if I have a dollar in my pocket and Ben wants that dollar and he, and he thinks he has to come up and take it while I'm not looking, if he comes and takes the dollar out of my pocket while I'm not looking, guess what? That's called a pickpocket. That's a thief. He's trying to steal something. But if I say, Ben, I have something I want to give to you. Come and receive it. How many people know that's different? The Holy Spirit has always been a promise. It's always been a gift. <laughs> Whatever you need increase for, in your life, he's the answer. Amen. 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 You can't, you can't give honor to the Holy Spirit without at the same time giving honor to the Father and the Son because they're one. They're one. Someone, when I tell Chris, Chris, you're a good father, I'm not saying you're not a good husband. I'm just, I'm edifying you. And when I say you're a good husband, I'm not saying you're not a good father. He's one. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's about to crash into some people's life in a new way because you realize that you don't have to wrestle it out of his pocket. You're not taking something he isn't trying to give, but he's got a promise for you. If you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, I'm gonna invite you to stand up. We're gonna pray. And then we got kids in kids' church. 
But I, I truly believe that there is an impartation for some and that as Tim was talking about something as simple as coming and receiving the gift that he already has for you, something's gonna shift. Huh. Now, let me be more honest, everything is gonna shift. <laughs> And I'm not even saying that you haven't had an awareness of the Holy Spirit, some level of relationship with the Holy Spirit, some level, of, I'm saying that there's room for more. The part of the Godhead who's on the earth, loving and empowering and leading us to all truth and reminding us of everything that Jesus has said and glorifying Jesus. Put your hands out. Put your hand on your heart. However you want to receive, I'm going to pray. And then in a moment, I'm going to invite people who want, if you have kids in kids' church, you, you will need to go get them, but you can come back up. But I believe that there is a wind, that there's a fresh breath. He came into the upper room like a mighty rushing wind. But it's not cloven tongues of fire. It's a baptism of holiness. Whoa. It caused them to change their language because the overflow of their heart was different. Father, I thank you for this house. I thank you for this family. I thank you for how much that we love you. We thank you for everything that Jesus has done for us. We thank you for the Father that you created us in your image. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've sent us to abide with us, to live in us, to empower us, to teach us, to remind us, to grow us. And Father, we declare, we determine to say, yes to the Father, yes to the Son, and yes to Holy Spirit. If you're in agreement with that, just tell him yes. Just say yes to Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit, we love you. And I, and I bless you whew, with an increase of the awareness of the presence of Holy Spirit in you and upon you, and around you, and through you. He's in your word. I'm just warning you, it's revelation. You might open your Bible and get hit with the love of God. Whoa, thank you, Father. Yeah, I bless you with increase, and I bless you with the ability to come together to worship God in his fullness. When we learn how to worship God in his fullness, we will receive more of his fullness. So I bless you with that this morning. If that's, if that's you in particular and you're like, I, I need that, I'm being drawn. I can feel the draft, this, this bellowings of the spirit of holiness. You know that you, you need, you want, you're desiring with everything in you an increase for that. I just want you to make your way to the front. <clears throat> Everyone else, you can hang out. Please get your kids. And you can bring your kids back up to the front with you. But we bless you. The team's going to play up here. We have ministry team that's available. They're just going to come around and partner with Holy Spirit and minister you. 
If you want an increase in your life, the things that you've been praying for, listen, I'm speaking specifically now. There's things that people have been praying for in this room and wondering why the breakthrough hasn't come yet. I'm telling you, this is the answer. Just come. And for everyone else, we bless you and have a week full of divine moments with the Holy Spirit. We bless you in Jesus' name. All right, God bless you, team. Just partner with the Holy Spirit. Just be sensitive to his moving. Just follow him as you minister to people. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.